Hello and welcome to episode 52 of Inside the WDF with me, Andrew Sinclair. Hopefully this is the first of two episodes this week and it's a special one for two reasons. Firstly, it's because I have a ranked event, the first ranked event, in 449 days to talk about, but also a World Darts Federation World Championships to talk about. The World Championships was finally announced just after, actually, the, the Canterbury Open had finished. And it's it can't be understated what great news the announcement is. They said that the tournament will run from Saturday, January the 1st, 2022, to Sunday, January the 9th, 2022. And it will be held at the iconic Lakeside Country Club in Frimley Green. To so many people, Lakeside is the home of world darts. And it will be great to have a tournament back in that iconic venue once again. The tournament will be televised across more than 50 European markets through Eurosport and you'll also be able to have catch-up and on-demand streaming through the Eurosport app and the Discovery Plus network. There's no details yet on the qualification criteria, the format or the prize money for the, the World Championships, but we do know that the men's field will be bigger than the old BDO World Championships, going from 40 to 48 players. The ladies' World Championship will also be bigger, going from 16 to 24 players. And the youth tournament will see semi-finals played on the stage for the first time. For me, that's an incredible step forward, especially seeing growth in the ladies' tournament. That's been needed for a very long time, and hopefully means we'll be able to see more representation from the wider world of darts. We already know six names confirmed for the World Championship in the men's field. That's the 2020 BDO World Champion Wayne Warren, the Scottish Open winner Jim Williams and the Dutch Open Champion Ross Montgomery. And in the ladies tournament, it's the 2020 World Champion Makuru Suzuki, the Dutch Open Champion Aileen de Graaf and the Scottish Open Champion Bo Greaves. Obviously, there's a lot more spots to fill, uh, but with the points protected from last year's events that took place from January to March and more than 50 on the calendar for the rest of this year the race is very much on to qualify and it'll be fascinating to see how that race develops. The announcement in itself is is great as I've said and it gives players and fans something to focus on and look forward to you know wider it's significant because getting the first one in place is always going to be the most difficult but doing that and alongside the World Masters having both majors in place really does establish the World Darts Federation moving forward. Getting their tempo events lined up is important. And talking of the, the World Masters, two people booked their spots at the World Masters this past weekend at the Canterbury Open thanks to their wins in the tournament, and they were Landon Gardner and Judy Fenton. Judy Fenton might be a name some people recognise. She's a long-time New Zealand international. She's played in World Cups. It was actually her ninth career title. She beat Tara Mears 5-3 in the final and, you know, there were 35 ladies in the tournament and when Bob Wilson, the chairman of the New Zealand Darts Council, was on the podcast last month, he spoke about the difficulties of recruiting players and especially recruiting female players and that he was hoping that this first ranked event in 449 days would draw a decent crowd out to Christchurch and I would say 35 ladies is a pretty good number at uh, the men's tournament there were 94 players involved and I think before the tournament people would have looked at the, the sort of heavy hitters one of the heavy hitters to come away with the title be that Ben Robb who's been the four man this year down in New Zealand Darren Herowini the 2019 WDF World Cup singles champion 
Hopaipua, who's back playing in New Zealand now after his exploits the back end of last year and early this year at the PDC World Championships and at Q School. Or Warren Parry, the, the long-time veteran who was on the podcast recently talking about his desire to come over to the UK and play one more time uh, before calling it a day. But it wasn't any of them who prevailed. Instead, it was Gardner who came through and picked up his first career title, uh, beating Craig Ross 6-2 in the final. And I'm pleased to say that this week's guest is Landon Gardner. I'm now delighted to be joined by the Canterbury Open champion, Landon Gardner. How are you, Landon? I'm very good, thank you. And, uh, I mean, I mentioned it just there. You won the Canterbury Open over the weekend. How are you feeling now? Um, still pretty excited. Still sort of amped up a little bit. But, um, yeah, just sort of sinking in mm. still. But, uh, no, it's good. Feeling good. And that was the, the first ranking event title of your career. So, when that double went in against Craig Ross, that must have been a special moment for you. Oh, mate, yeah, it was very, very special. Um, pretty emotional. Um, yeah, first first sort of big win for me, ranking one for the, my first time. Yeah, sort of, like, like I said, just sinking in there a little bit, still thinking about it. But, yeah, when that final double went in, it was, uh, yeah, it was good. Good feeling. And what was the winning shot in the final? Uh, just a double four. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But I mean, when that went in, what what were the emotions going through your mind? Oh, I just sort of couldn't believe it. Um, just a little bit of a, I had a little bit of a tear. Sort of like I was just so stoked. I was just so stoked for my family as well, for like pushing me into playing and carrying on with it. And you just sort of just rep for everyone and myself. And I mean, you were also the first. Winner of a, a men's WDF ranking event in 449 days, which is a, a pretty cool stat. Yeah, um, I didn't really know it was that many days, to be quite honest. Um, sort of, they said it was the first one, but they didn't say how many days when they said there's a ranking event starting up again. But um, when you uh, saying that now, sort of just sort of, no, it's amazing. Um, just super stoked, really. I mean, talk me through that that tournament. You know, you had to. I think there were ninety four men there in the end, um, and you beat some you know good names to get through to that final. But when you beat Craig Ross six two, was that your best performance of the day? Um, it was it was up there. Uh, yeah, it was up there. But probably um, I had a real good game against um, Craig Caldwell in the last thirty two. I had struck him in the last thirty two. People, he's played for New Zealand and that, and he's been. He's a good dart player, and but yeah, that was probably my uh, one of my good uh, best games was against him. But then um, yeah, that final and the semi final was uh, was good as well. Um, but yeah, the, the emotions in that with the final was probably the best felt all day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. And I mean, coming into the tournament, how were you feeling? Where was your where was your confidence levels? Oh, I was feeling real good. I've been um, practicing pretty good. With my um, dad and that, we sort of play quite a bit against each other, and um, no, I was feeling pretty confident, feeling good. Um, yeah, so sort of, no, I was alright actually, not as nervous as I normally get. Mm, so our nerves normally a problem for you then? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're not alone there. I think a lot of players have that problem. New Zealand have 
you know, dealt with the, the pandemic quite well. And there have been events earlier this year. Um, but how many competitions have you actually been able to play in person since the, the pandemic? Um, well, I played two two tournaments last weekend down in Timaru, but that was a double start. Um, and I've played in um, oh, a couple of... Oh, not many, really, just probably those two and a couple of others, which I can't really think of before. I can't remember. But... Um, yeah, just last weekend mainly, and like sort of been playing. We've been playing on our local competition on Wednesday nights and that down in Christchurch, and so that's helped. And um, yeah, and they have sort of a local thing in Christchurch on a Thursday night as well. So there's darts there to be played, but I'm a bit far out um, from from the city, so I've got to travel a bit. And had you been playing much of the the online stuff? Uh, I played uh, a couple of times. Took me a while to get used to that. I played, um, didn't really know what, how to get onto it or anything like that with computers. I'm not very good with computers, but um, uh, yeah, played one game online and that on that with that knacker and that, and that was quite good. Bit different, but um, yeah, but I played a couple of mates in that online as well. Likes of um, Ben Rob, played him a couple of times, and uh, John Hurring and just a couple of mates, yeah. Well, I mean, Ben's been in amazing form, so if you've had him to practice with, it's not a surprise you're playing well. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've only played him once, or that was a while ago, a couple of times. And, um, yeah, so uh, that was good. Yes, he's been in great form, and um, it's good to see, really. Now, I know the prize fund for the, the men's tournament, the Canterbury Open, was 2400 New Zealand dollars. How much of that did, did you get for winning? Uh, I got 1000 Hmm. $1,000. And uh, have you got any plans what you're going to spend that money on? Um, not at the moment, no. Nah. Well, I took the uh, wife and kids out for dinner last night, so <laughs> I spent a couple hundred bucks there. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, enjoy it. But, I mean, that win as well qualifies you for the first ever WDF World Masters later this year. Um, is that right. exciting for you? Oh, very exciting. Um, I didn't honestly. I didn't know that. Um, I'm not sure uh, how I would go about it, but um, yeah, no, very exciting. I thought I had to play in a few more tournaments for that. No, by by winning that one, which was a, a bronze ranking, that gets you an automatic spot in the the World Masters field over in Holland. So, as long as you guys can, you know, actually travel out of New Zealand and stuff, then yeah, you'll you'll be in the field. Yeah, I mean, you do need points for, like, the World Championships and stuff, but the World Masters, if you win an event, you're in. Oh, OK. Oh, wow. No, well, that's uh, very, very exciting. And just hopefully it all goes to plan and all this pandemic, COVID and that, so we can get over there. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely, mate. In fact, it'll be good to see you over in Holland. It'll be good fun. Yeah. But, I mean... I want to sort of like learn a bit more about, you know, you as a player and stuff. So, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you now? Uh, 38, going on 39 in a couple of months, three mm. months. Yeah, a couple of months. So, when, how long have you been playing darts for? Well, my first, like, sort of, 
I've been playing darts. Oh, I just as a little kid, but no competitions or anything like that. I had a little wee local competition from where I was brought up. Just when I was about 14, 15, played with Dad and that had a uh, local pub, like sort of in that sort of area. But no, I didn't really play much darts till about 2014. I sort of like I was playing rugby and golf from my younger days. So in about 2014, I just basically I took up darts. So how did you actually get into to into darts then? Um, my dad he played. Quite a bit when we were kids. We just used to have a throw at the board with him every now and then when he wasn't uh, practicing too much. And um, Dad had a few videotapes of um, John Lowe and Eric Bristow back in the day on the TV. And he actually had a video of John Lowe's first televised nine data. So I was watching that. I watched that quite a bit. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Mm. But would you say that in playing darts, your dad's been the, the biggest influence on you? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Him and um, my mum, and, or just my family, really. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, definitely probably dad has been up there. He's been with me the whole way. Hmm. And, um, yeah, no, he's been inspiring to me as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you've, you've mentioned your family already. And, I mean, looking at your Facebook profile picture, that's one of your kids, I'm assuming. So I imagine you, your kids are a yeah. huge motivation for you to, to play and succeed as well. Yeah, they are. They are a big motivation. They wish me luck every time I go somewhere. Um, he's a bit older than that, what he looks in that photo. But <laughs> I've got a couple now, so... Well, I've got three, so... Um, yes, but, um, yeah, they're definitely inspiration to me. They sort of want to try and do well for them, try and... For them, someone to look up to in the future. Mm. Mm. And are you still into the the rugby and the golf now? Oh no, not not rugby. I really haven't played rugby since I stopped playing rugby when I was about twenty one, or because I started I started shearing is when I was eighteen, and um, sort of gave up rugby. Started playing golf competitively, and um, played that for a few years, and then I sort of just got into darts wanted to play darts quite seriously so um, we started going down being members of a workman's club playing in Christchurch and that for a while and then all these tournaments come up I made a, made a Canterbury team for the Nationals in 2014 I think it was it was my first Nationals and we did pretty good and I enjoyed it so I just carried on hmm. the, the 2015 National Championships in New Zealand you got all the way to the final so that must have been a big moment for you relatively early on in you playing at sort of a bigger level. You were getting to a big showpiece final. Yeah, no, I couldn't believe it. Like, I only had been a year in the game, well, in proper competition stuff. Um, yeah, no, that was a big thrill for me. Um, had a good day that day. I was feeling quite good. And didn't do very good in the final. <laughs> I got beat by Cody Harris, but that's explainable. <laughs> he's, he's pretty good. And um, he's been around a while and sort of didn't really give him a game, to be quite honest. But no, it was just a big achievement for myself to get there. It just made me realise, oh, maybe I can play this game a little bit. So, carry it on. Hmm. And I mean, looking through the kind of like, you know, the records online and stuff, there's quite a big gap in terms of ranked competitions for you between sort of mid-2017 and the end of 2019. So, were you still playing during that time or did you take a break? Oh, I took a break a little bit, sort of, um, bit of 
financial reasons, to be quite honest. I, I played in the sort of, might have played in a couple of local, like Christchurch tournaments and that, but never really went anywhere too much because um, financial reasons and sort of couldn't really afford to go go many places. Had a couple of kids and um, trying to look after them, put their sort of priority at that stage, or they still are, and um, yeah, so that was basically why I didn't carry on. Had a bit of a break there. Hmm. So then when you came back, was it just the case you were in a sort of a better position financially and whatever to be able to actually go to, you know, the DPNZ events or whatever it was? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. Well, my, my dad, like I said, my dad helped me. He helped me out. He's sort of my sponsor <laughs> um, a little bit. So, yeah, I don't have any sponsors. But, uh, yeah, uh, he's been great, like I said. Um, he's helped me with a bit of money and my... Um, and that he's um, sort of got me around to places, and I was working a bit as well in that time, saved up a little bit of money so I could play in, play in these tournaments again, and just hopefully I can keep doing it, to be quite honest. Hmm. So is the, is the plan for you to just kind of keep playing regularly and hopefully getting results similar to ones you had this past weekend? Yeah, most definitely. Now I've had that first one under my belt, I think... Um, goes to show that I'll go straight to myself that I can do it um, and I can compete with the New Zealand's best and New Zealand got some real good dart players at the moment and um, I can compete with them just goes to show I can prove to myself I can do it so that's the main thing I'll probably still get nervous in that but yeah it's a good feeling that I know that I've got what it takes Absolutely and then something I do want to ask do you have a nickname? <laughs> no, um, there's been a couple going through my head, and then I haven't got a nickname at this stage. I have got one in mind, um, but I'm not sure if I'll be uh, be using that. But hopefully, I can use it. It's um, I was going to be called the game. Oh no, just a, um, just a name I've always sort of liked, and um, and uh, sort of. Well, hopefully, hopefully you do get the opportunity to use it. And obviously, kind of like thinking more broadly, do you have any sort of ambitions in darts that you really want to achieve during your career? Yeah, most definitely. Um, well, everyone's uh, got a main goal. That's sort of getting the big stage at the Alley Pally, really. That's sort of one of the main goals that I want to get onto or on TV in general. But another one would be to play for my country in a in a World Cup with a with a mate oh, from New Zealand and um, yeah they're sort of big goals for me at the moment so I try and do my best to try and get there one day hopefully. Well, hopefully you know you you're able to continue the form you've shown and you know as I said you are in the you have officially qualified for the the WDF World Masters over in Holland now so if you can get over it would be great to see you there. I'll be trying my very, very best to get over there now that I actually, well, now I know that I've qualified. Um, like I said, I didn't really realise that, but um, no, it's a big, big thrill, big buzz. <laughs> awesome. I'm, still sort of, I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm shaking a little bit just even thinking about it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a great achievement, mate, and I'm, I'm genuinely really pleased to you. So 
Um, thank you so much for your time today, and I wish you the best for the rest of the year. And, you know, if you keep throwing darts like those, we'll have to have you back on the podcast before too long. Not a problem, Andrew. Pleasure of mine. Thanks very much.